So I guess that's about 50 cents a rib, huh? Yeah, about. Okay, let me get one. Right on. One order. One order ribs. No, 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 no. One rib. One rib. I sure am hungry. Uh, make that one rib to go. One rib? One rib. What else? You got any soda? One dollar. Oh, come on now. Look out for a brother, man. Come on. Hey, check this out. Why don't you let me get a sip for 15 cents? My cups cost more than 15 cents. All right, fuck the cup. Pour it in my hand for a dime. Look, you greasy-headed Jerry Curl man. I want to take things slow. Put my mind in cruise control. The file bankruptcy Need some help from somebody Yonder bills are stacking up I'm desperate to make a buck I played the lottery today Won't you please wish me I'm gonna up. dance my pain away I got problems Dance my pain away I got And that's the way we bring in episode 31 of the Cruise Control. As you can tell, my energy is here. And there's always a person to my right whose energy is never here. It's always in his phone. He always doing something else. And as you know, that's Dave Cruz. Dave, what's up, man? What's going on today, Pop? How you feeling today? How's your energy? How you doing? How was your day? Let us know about you, man. We here for you right now, man. Yo, what's up? <laughs> All right. This, this is the type of episode we bring in, man. How was your day, Dave? What you do today? Can we get into the top five? <laughs> what happened? Why are you so ready to get it over with? I'm just sick and tired. Of what? Of being sick and tired. Come on, man. There's nothing that gets you sick and tired. The cruise control is on its way up. How are you sick and tired of it? I don't understand. Just let me be, man. <laughs> what? <laughs> Why you sound like a bratty kid right now? What is? What's up, Dave? Come on. Talk to us. Talk to us. There's listeners that listen every week. They want to know what's up with you. People said people saying, yo, I listen to y'all so much. I feel like I know y'all. I listen to y'all every week, man. I love you guys. I'm just, I'm just, Go ahead, I don't man. even know how to say it, but basically, uh-huh. um, my toe. What? <laughs> my toe hurts. You, you being a, a brat because your toe hurt? My toe hurts. That's why you being crabby. Nobody care Listen about your everybody. toe. <laughs> there we go, man. I had an infection on my toe. I went to the podiatrist. <laughs> they gave me antibiotics. I couldn't put my foot. I couldn't wash my foot for five days. <laughs> I had to put it in a bag. Ew. I had to wrap it in a bag and and just and just shower with my foot out the shower. Nah, are you serious? Yes. This has been the worst thing I've ever experienced in my life. That's that's putrid though. Like that's not being able to wash my foot. That's one of the nastiest things. So did you take your foot out the bag yet? Yeah, the foot comes out the bag after the shower, dummy. <laughs> so wait, time out. You, you don't just keep your foot in a bag forever. <laughs> you should because if you take it out, it's gonna stink. No, you, you have like you're not no. washing it. You, you said you don't even know the basic concepts of stink. 
Yes, I do. No, you're not stink even watching. Is, it. My, stink comes from moisture and and a lack of air. Right, and you got all that. No, you don't got no moisture. You let it air out. You and ain't if it's moist. Dry, then it's it's it, <laughs> it very hard for something to stink. You wanted, like, to, you know, like like you know, under your belly be stinking, right? You ever like no. your finger underneath your belly side? <laughs> <laughs> Just me. <laughs> yes. How much belly side you got on this on there, Dave? You ever, you ever had a smelly belly button? Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. That's because moisture gets stuck in there. Let's say after you take a shower or a bath, and if you don't dry that out properly with your towel uh-huh. or through some other means, <laughs> if you just got some moisture stuck in there, that's what stinks. Really, stink comes from bacteria. And now I'm learning you something. <laughs> Welcome to the Cruise Control Podcast. This is episode 32. 31. 31. Talk about, I thought this was. I thought it was thirty one last week. You talk about moisture in your belly button. Was it thirty one last week? Yeah. Oh yeah, it's thirty two then. Is somebody making a smoothie? <laughs> yeah, I think. Right. Where am I? <laughs> Am I at Jamba Juice or the Cruise Control Podcast? <laughs> Man, we- I'm on fifteen podcasts <laughs> at, at this point. I don't need this one. Nah, I shut th- that up. I think this is his thirty one. Man, let the, they just making a little smoothie in the back. I don't man. know if you can hear it on the, try- on the, the uh, headphones or whatever. They try to be the healthy. Mic, but there's definitely a smoothie being made too. All chia seeds. They try to be healthy. It is episode thirty one, Dave. I just <clears> looked it up. It is episode thirty one. Okay. But um, thirty one flavors, Baskin and Robbins. We we back in the building. That's I let Dave get some stuff off his chest so we can talk to you guys. That way, the, the energy is now here. He's now talked about. He no, talked this. Down. He talked this pain away. He got back problems. Down. Oh, but listen, I'm gonna have to. Ah, Dave, you you got a bad toe, right? And that started off your week bad. But what's gonna continue to make your week bad is the top five last week, Dave. All right, I'm gonna I'm gonna lay it straight like this. You did not get one vote. I don't even think a person thought about you last week. That's how bad you got trashed, Dave. Uh, the only reason you got a vote was because longtime listener TJ, when we talked about it, and I said, "Yo, TJ, also longtime black man, <laughs> all the time black man." I don't think he ever changed, but. <laughs> TJ said, dang, Dave, nobody voted for you. Then he said, I'm going to go change my vote just because of that. So he was just being a good friend. He was just being a good friend. Shouts out to empathy. But I'm still taking that vote. Dave, you didn't get one vote last week. I clean. It's a clean sweep. All right. So you won. Cool. Now, let me talk to people real quick. <laughs> All right. There's a lot of people that you got to talk about because every nobody Everyone, voted for you. Every single person who didn't vote for me this week. <laughs> I hate you. Oh my god! <laughs> what did you? Dev. What? Dev, should I go in? Yeah. Should I go in? <laughs> Dev, should I go in? You might as well, dude. Should I go in? Yeah. <laughs> Dev, should I go in? Yeah. Dev. Yes. Should I go in? <laughs> go in, Dave. Say it till, till I know you. Go in, Dave. Pause. No, what's like? What's up with everybody? Nobody voted for me. Not one. Everybody kept thinking that somebody told me my meat was little in real life. I thought so, too. Everybody's like, whoa, that sounds super personal, little meat man. <laughs> That's not the case. What I specifically said was, Who called you if little someone did that. <laughs> and I also added the qualifier of in public. Who called you little meat man? No man? one. No one has ever called me that. Somebody did. No. 
No, you said somebody Listen, said... for the record, my meat... <laughs> What's wrong, Dad? You don't want to hear this? Go ahead, defend your meat. <laughs> Listen, I'm here to defend my meat today. My meat, real regular. <laughs> Nobody said it was little in public. I said if that happened, that's an ending relationship reason. People getting on there talking about devs because it's more believable. Uh, are we writing a thesis paper or having fun on the cruise control? My Jones was dumb funny. All right, I'm a re. I'm a re. And all of mine were actually based in something that made made sense. Like I couched it. I gave it a title that was funny. That's why your list looked like you were a normal functioning adult, and mine looked like I was making jokes all day. But mine were just as realistic as yours. Dave, like for example, a girl, the Meek Mill drunk. A girl shut, that shut listens to Meek Mill too much, Dave. Come on now, that's corny. Someone that listens to Meek Mill too much. That's corny. It wasn't corny. What it really meant was if you're a little too hood. But like Meek, that's a real thing. Meek really not that hood anymore. He got that one song. What's it? Um, this is not about me. You was the trillist. I was the illest. This yeah, is not yeah, about yeah, me. Yeah. This is about me. He got that corny song. Dave. This is not about me. This is about me. <laughs> All right, but you can't. I'm Meek Mills. <laughs> So what we learned last week is you got a little meat. What was my other ones? I, I even forget already. You uh, you say your meat was little. Oh, somebody spit in your mom's face. Right. What I meant was if you did something that was like unforgivably disrespectful well, to my mom. Well, that was the only one that I agree with you on. If somebody spit in mom's face, then yeah, you know what I'm saying? No matter what. And is there, people said it's, it's not realistic. Like somebody could be talking fast and spit in my mom's face <laughs> and you're getting broken up with. When you're around my mom, speak slow. All right. The one that I really didn't agree with Sh- you the, on. The sugar baby, John? No, nah, that one is agreeable, too. The That's one, a real thing. The one that I I didn't agree with you on is um the food, John. Dave, that's just being fat. That's not fat. Dave, that's... That's disrespect. <laughs> that's Boundaries. Just there was there was themes of boundaries in there. Yeah, but everybody kind of says always, the point with the girl. I actually said on the episode, for all you dum-dums out there, <laughs> the, the qualifier was always... If you eat off my plate sometimes... Have at it. But if you always eat off my plate, rumble me. <laughs> well, at, clearly, Dave, by the um, cheating, the, the looking Cigarettes. at you, looking at you, your nobody has can't cook ever eaten off because I'm a bum. <laughs> nobody ever ate all your plate, Dave, Dave. Stealing my car, you fat. <laughs> I don't. Whatever you say, you can make a funny voice. You could. Talk, everybody voted for me. Every single person you could think of in your life, probably Roz even voted for me. Let's let's just keep it like let's keep it a bean. <laughs> let's take it there. <laughs> Everybody, mom, pop, Davi, Roz, Aria, all the people you know and love voted for me, and your toe broke. <laughs> Step on that fool. <laughs> <clears throat> so it was a clean sweep As we all could see Dave did not get in one vote But that's okay though He got his chance to redeem himself On episode 31 Cause this week we got a lot Like always A lot a lot of stuff to talk about <clears throat> <laughs> Alright you're not gonna make you do the clear throat John All the time Alright So um, uh, What's in the news this week young what man you, What you wanna get into first You brought up you brought up two of these topics. I mean, if you want to get into any of them right now, yeah, it's I up don't. to you. You don't? Can we get into the top five? <laughs> Yo, you're so upset. <laughs> All right, listen, man, Dave, let's just calm down. 
Let's just let's just woo side right now. All right. I think what, what what you could do, Dave, is you deserve a trip, man. Go take a trip. Just relax. Go somewhere where everything is peaceful and nothing's popping off. You just need to go. Go to Miami, Dave. How about that? You can go to Miami. You could take some time for yourself. Go to the beach. Relax. You know what I'm saying? Dude, Miami is not a vacation. Yeah, my... What? Dave, you got sunny beaches. You got uh, popping parties. Um, money cannons at the strip club. Food. Now let's talk about some of the negatives. Pitbull on the radio. He's from there. <laughs> Pitbull. That's uh, okay. <laughs> Why is that your first? And that's it. <laughs> that's all. That's all to keep me out of the state of Florida. <laughs> Mr. 305, a.k.a. Mr. Worldwide. Somehow he's both. It's from there. <laughs> he's not from there. He get it done there. You know what I'm saying? But now, Dave, I, I said take a trip to Miami because, look, at the end of the day, Miami just shut down for good, bro. They shut down and put a curfew and every other emergency restrictions you could talk about <laughs> because of crazy crowds and everybody gathering around during this COVID pandemic, dude. Miami just shut it down. On Sunday, Miami Beach officials voted to extend the curfew and other emergency restrictions for three weeks due to concerns about unruly crowds gathering amid the ongoing coronavirus pandemic. Why are you reading that tone like that? Because you just tried to freestyle it. <laughs> they, they shut down emergency restrictions. They, they shut down. They killed Crazy Biggie. Crowds. They killed Biggie. Uh, chaotic scenes from the weekend showed maskless revelers drinking and partying in the streets in defiance of curfew orders, with riot police even sent in to try and control the crowds. A decision that drew criticism and accusations of racism. More than 1,000 people have been arrested so far this spring break season. Damn. Police. They were putting the cuffs A th- on. 1,000 people? during Just during spring break? So let's 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 take a look at some of these pictures right here because Miami is just chaos right now, pure chaos. <laughs> Every thought he's going down there, that potty. That's true. There's mad butts out there in Miami right now. All butt got COVID. Everybody's standing on top of uh, four Mustangs <laughs> with middle fingers, <laughs> <laughs> middle fingers to the law <laughs> for no apparent reason. And wasn't it Dave that there was like a crazy? Nobody has a mask on in that picture. Look yeah, there's that. there's no mask. Anywhere, there's a bunch of pictures online, guys, videos, all that good stuff. I, I would suggest. Well, you what's go- wrong with people, Dad? I think. Here's what I think. I think that people just looked at 2021 and was like, as soon as that hit, it's a like it's it's a new year. You know what I mean? The virus is gone. Everything is gone. It's a fresh start. It's time to get out there, and it's time to meet your love. It's time to. Uh, always talking about meeting some love. <laughs> Who cares about that? Treat people try to get booty down to the ground. You know what I'm saying? It's, it, you spent the whole year inside, Dave. Don't Let, you want to go out and party, man? What's uh, up with of, you? Of course, everybody does. But first, yeah. thing, I'm not going to Miami. Why not, Dave? Come on, they pop. Look at these part. Look at these pictures, Dave. Dave, you see this boy got a do rag? That could be me on top of that car. I got a do rag too. No, you don't have a gold one. <laughs> I got a green a one though. Green one. It's not dirty. First off, it's dirty. Look at this fat boy, Jubilee. He happy. Everybody's happy in these pictures. Everybody's having a good time. This is what Miami brings you. No. You can Firstly, also get COVID. Miami's overrated as a place. A destination. Yeah. I'm here I'm here to say it. 
I mean, I don't know. I'm here to say it. Like, Miami's cool. It's sunny. And it got some things. But it's mostly overpriced. Overhyped. All right. We, we, we. We in Dubai with it. You know what I mean? Can you can we afford Dubai? We me can. I don't know if we can. <laughs> Who is me can, dude? Me. What's your bread looking like There's for Dubai? <laughs> Listen, bro. I'm bloody rich. Okay. Nah, Dave. I can, you can afford a Miami trip. Though. I'll buy my clothes when I get there. <laughs> oh, that's how rich you are. I ain't taking no maletas, nothing. Oh my god, you got bread like that, huh? People just out, there's so many Nike tees out there. <laughs> he got his shirt on backwards. Nike shirts. <laughs> everybody, everybody Nike down. Everybody got their fanny packs around their chest. Oh my gosh, what is that that trend? I hate that trend. <laughs> That's so People you could... wearing the little fanny satchel things around their chest. Yeah, Supreme. <laughs> With what? What's in it? Credit cards. <laughs> we cash. You know, yeah, what I'm people saying? are really condoms. No, but okay. So here, my go back to my question. Go ahead. Like, what what has to go through your mind for you to rationalize going to this with no mask and feeling okay about it? Like, it, I'm, I guess what I'm trying to get at is it like a, a willful ignorance thing? I know that this virus is floating around and killing people. Right. But I'm going to willfully ignore that and still do it because I have some principle that I have to live my life and have fun. Or do you think people are actually that stupid that they have some sort of rationalization in their head like... Oh, as long as like, cause Miami's air is different. It's hotter, and I heard that <laughs> not like the COVID can't survive with the heat. I, <clears throat> not Miami, the heat play there. <laughs> the heat play there. So it's heat over there, of course. Young Miami there is she ain't get it, so I can't get it. Nah, I just like what is the what's the rationalization? I just think people at this point are just frustrated and upset. They've been in the house for a year. That everything has been shut down. You couldn't even go to the corner store without being looked at weird or without people chastising you or criticizing you for going outside. People, I think, I think at a, <laughs> what are you think, talking about? Huh? Yeah? huh? Who was chastising you going to the corner store? I never went to the corner store Get though. Back home. <laughs> Put the poppy sandwich away. <laughs> Get back home, you harlot. <laughs> Dad, who was chastising you on the way I never the went store? to the corner store. I got DoorDash. I was DoorDashing everything. Smoothies. No one was chastising chicken fingers to the corner store. But people were getting upset if you went out and did something. Like, it's the truth, though. There's a point in time where literally nothing was open. Everything was DoorDash. The grocery stores stood open, but they were open at specific times. Only a certain amount of people could go in. Yada, yada. So there was a time when things were truly, truly shut down. And I feel like people are just frustrated. They want to get out. It's 2021. The vaccines are available. What if these people are... Va- what if this fab over here with the dreadlocks is vaccine? He's not. I can just tell because he got a Pepsi in his hand. Because his eyes are yellow. <laughs> What's that called? Jaundice. He got jaundice. There's no way. COVID clears jaundice. <laughs> like I mean, the vaccine. The vaccines. Moderna. Are, the vaccines are out. Pfizer. Moderna. All these people could have got. Look at this rumble. This is what Dave. This is what right, I miss. The battle royale. This is what I miss. All right, we're looking at a picture right now of a of a royal rumble. All right. There seems to be one. <laughs> Lucha Libre Mexican lady. Um, she's uh, in the heavyweight division. Yeah, versus a John who versus a meat Italian milk. meatball creator lady, and a person who listens to Meek Mill, and a girl who listens to Meek Mill too much. They're long, but this is braids. this is what I miss though, man. Like, remember, remember my top five for the uh, top five things I want to see. This girl's actually coughing. Mm-hmm. 
She's spreading COVID right there. <laughs> it's caught on camera. This is this look, is people a, pulled over in their car to look at this fight. This look is at the what, car in the back. Yeah, this is what I want to see though. This is what I miss. I miss rumbles. Like I just miss fights because I'm a I'm a lover, not a fighter. I'm passionate. You know what I'm saying? So I'll never get into a fight, but I sure as well watch one though. You know what I'm saying? And that's what I mean. Like people I'm, I'm just actually miss the gatherings. Look at this security guard not doing security. <laughs> Please stop fighting. He is so not interested in bringing that up. <laughs> he just want to go home. He's pointing like, just stop. <laughs> stop doing it right here. It just is what it is. And then we could just. Oh. <laughs> and then they, they, I think this is an interesting one, too. Why is it like 10 o'clock at night? It seems like. And this girl's just bra bikinied out. Got a water bottle on her hand. Three <clears> belly button piercings. <clears throat> All right, continue. You go. I'm not talking anymore. Um, yeah, this is a scantily clad woman walking by a, a police car on uh, what's that? Ocean Drive. Yeah, Ocean Drive. Um, <laughs> I hate you. <laughs> I don't know, man. I, I you you wouldn't catch me dead on a flight. Literally, you wouldn't catch me dead on a flight because I wouldn't be on a flight and possibly die from COVID. But also, you wouldn't catch me going to Miami for no spring break. It's just not the time. I think. To, to make a serious point Yeah People Don't encourage me Making a serious point Dave I like your serious points When you get serious <laughs> You just got too excited Good. Yeah Yo dude we want it Man <laughs> Yeah <laughs> Come on Great <laughs> Go ahead King Make your serious point I think people really need to Pump the brakes a little bit We still are in a pandemic I'm vaccinated you, what you about to be vaccinated this week? Uh, Wednesday, Wednesday, I get the, I get the second job. So you, or no, to, Thursday. I'm sorry, Thursday. You about to be? You don't even know what day you're getting vaccinated. Huh? Tuesday, Tuesday. <laughs> Today's. I'm getting it Thursday. It's today. Thursday. <laughs> you're getting it after this. It's <laughs> right now. Um, you're gonna get vaccinated this week, but not everybody's had the the been fortunate enough to get a vaccine yet. So people need to pump the brakes, and they need to stop going to Miami for spring break. And just chill, like just a few more months, yo. Get the get the vaccine, or just stay away so you can be in the minority of people who ain't vaccinated, but we got herd immunity. <laughs> herd you know immunity. I mean? Herd. Shouts out to herd immunity. Yeah, that's that's my favorite type of immunity. Shouts out. I'll start doing shout outs like Raekwon and his uh, verses. <laughs> just shouting out everything. Shout out to herd immunity and shout out to all the athletes. <laughs> shout out to Simon and Schuster Publishing Company. What'd you think about the verses this week, Dan? Uh, I like the verses. Uh, for those who don't know, obviously, uh, like we talked about on the podcast before, Instagram does verses where they put two artists to battle each other with the top 20 songs. And this week was another hip hop, in my opinion, hip hop legendary status type of verses. And it was Raekwon the Chef from Wu Tang versus Ghostface Killer from Wu Tang. And I loved it. I thought that it was a it was a great battle i thought the beats were interesting and it just opens you up and opens your mind to the different type of music that was it got you open back in the day bro i was i left the door open it was feeling open i was feeling <laughs> yeah i'm Rick not Kwan gonna was the funniest. Them, them two guys they're like the funniest talking people in that group they just say the funniest thing right raekwon was definitely shouting everyone out that he could shouts out to marvelous Marvin Hagler, <laughs> knockout artist. 
Yeah, that was ridiculous. But I mean, it was it was good. I like it. I like that they continue in the verses. They got the Isley Brothers versus Earth, Wind, and Fire coming up next, which is going to be very interesting. All you old heads out there, get your tea ready for this battle. But it's going to be Play good. Stay up past nine. <laughs> I feel like it's going to. I feel like it's cool. I, I like that they keep doing it. And then what after that? Method Man versus Red Man, dude. Ooh. <laughs> got me open. <laughs> I said open as a you know as a uh, as a verb. You know what I mean? <laughs> I said open like as an experience. Like I'm happy. You know what I mean? I was. A- <laughs> I think I, I think I move on. I think I'll choose to move on. No, nah, but but realistically, like Dave said, let me get serious for a moment, Dave. Good as job. A verb. Get serious is a verb. Good job getting serious though, Dave. I, I appreciate yeah. that. Yeah. <laughs> Good job getting serious right there. I appreciate you. But um, yeah, y'all stay inside. It's it's not worth it. It's Miami at the end of the day. <laughs> like relax. we're not even talking about that no more. Relax. It's Miami at the end of the day. But we got to bring it back to a certain point. We can't just go off the rails and start talking about hip hop in the middle of Miami, like kind of correlate poppy but at the end of the day y'all we're gonna get it right i'm gonna i'm gonna sock you stay inside continue to be safe we're almost there we're, we're at that point where people are getting vaccinated and rest in peace to ruth bader ginsburg rest in peace to marvin Hagler and ruth bader ginsburg and shout out to all the athletes especially the w uh nba athletes and the wnca athletes because because <laughs> they got the littlest weight room <laughs> in the history of weights. <laughs> so. <laughs> no, this was a crazy story this week, though. So, so for those who don't know, uh, the NCA is under fire for a difference in amenities for its men's and women's basketball tournaments as they revealed an upgraded weight room for Saturday's players. So basically what happened is a player from... Um, Stanford University posted a picture to social media comparing the men's and women's weight room setup. It was a women's basketball player. It was a yeah, NCAA women's basketball player posted um, pictures how the men's weight room looks in the NCAA tournament versus how the women's weight room looks. Um, just a quick try to try to give you guys a visualization of the pictures. Um, the men's weight room got different colored plates, got like two rows of dumbbells. Yeah, it looks like it's set up like maybe like in a hotel convention room or just like a big yeah open like room a big open and space they got all these stations benches, benches um, plates bars for like squats or or deadlifts yeah. you got the the big machines on the side the racks <laughs> it's uh, funny listening to you talk about weight lifting stuff yeah everything i know about this dumbbells um <laughs> the big machines in the back uh the big machines in the back smith, smith machines <laughs> Um, uh, do the thing you run on <laughs> the rubber, rubber, <laughs> various rubbers, the rubber station, uh, red exercise. <laughs> so a few doors, uh, carpet, and also lights, and that's the weight room. <laughs> All right, so they got rubbers and lights and the men's bass and then Dave. And then the girls got <laughs> one rubber, one overhead light. No, literally, literally, this is a pic. This is the picture of the women's weight room. It is a folded table, <laughs> a white fold out table on top of it. I could count for you right now. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine 
uh, mats, yoga mats, <laughs> yoga mats. <laughs> and then they got one, two, three, four, five, six, six set of dumbbells, and it seems to go up to like thirty-five pounds. Right, and that's it. <laughs> And so, carpet. And, and carpet and walls. And it's in a, it's in a corner. <laughs> or the hallway. The SCAA is nuts, yo. Yo. They ex- women don't need anything for their measly muscles. I think- <laughs> Let's just give them a little weight rack. I think We're sanding it. I think I think wait, it's sixty four teams go for the for the tournament, right? Oh, it's the same. It's the same both ways. So it's sixty so there's sixty four teams. So they expected how much players to a team would you say? Eleven fifteen? Fifteen players. Yeah, twelve to fifteen on a basketball team. So sixty four times fifteen, I can't do the quick math of my head. Just say a lot of women <laughs> <laughs> to come into this weight room with nine yoga mats and and five sets of dumbbells. Right. That go up to 30. So, so if you could lift more than 35 pounds and you're a girl, <laughs> whoops. You got to stack uh, two dumbbells on top of each other. 35 and 25. You got to just lift the heaviest girl at the place because that's how they base They wanted them to use each other. <laughs> like, Brittany, how much you weigh? And then, the Come that, get these the squats. Thing, the thing that they don't show here, but if this picture was bigger, uh-huh. there's actually a window right behind that, that table that looks into the men's weight room. <laughs> nah. I'm just kidding. <laughs> That'd be nuts. <laughs> nah, this is ridiculous. Also, why the nine yoga mats? Uh-huh, because the each team like gets a hat. How many teams is practicing their downward dog right before the match? Like, they need to lift weights. They need to get on the treadmill. Get their, get their cardio up. What is going on? Why? Who, who, what, what goes into a decision like this, Dad? What were they thinking? They were like, all right, look, let's... And serious, not jokes. I think... I. Oh, it's in all seriousness? Yeah. Oh, my God. I think. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Go ahead. I think. I truly think that they were just. It had to be some. It had to be some like some just some dumb dude. It had to be some guy who set this up and was just like, yeah, you got these these male athletes. You know, these guys are going to need it. They lift a lot more. And the girls will just throw them some five pound dumbbells and tell us to do some up downs with them. It just truly it had this is like you think it was one jock ball who made this decision? <laughs> There's always a ball who's above. Your backs are going to be here for the tournament. You got to get them. Olympic plates, forty five pounds. It's it's always rubber. it's always the one guy at the top. There's always one white dude at the top who like is pulling all the strings and he's like, Yeah, like let's just give him a couple dumbbells. They're not gonna need they're gonna be tired and exhausted. So, seriously, what you're saying is I, stereotypes play right into this. It's a stereotype, of course, dude. Of that women course. don't lift weights, of so course. therefore why would they need a whole weight? Not that they don't lift weights, but that women cannot lift more than men, so why give them more than what they need? I think that was the stereotype that played into this. Would you agree with I, I think I, you, you I think could it make, has to be. No. I think it, it has, has to be. be more than that because you could say women can't physically maybe lift as heavy as men, but still give them a substantial size weight room with more than one rack with six sets of dumbbells. There's like 14 uh, uh, pieces of equipment in that picture. Yeah, I mean, and the men have like a thousand. Yeah, and you named them all off good. Right. <laughs> the rubbers and the, and the stop signs. It's just, I, Dave, I, I, I. Well, let's read the, the statement that that uh, Don Staley wrote. Don Staley's the oh, coach Don of Staley. the uh, okay. South Carolina uh, female women's basketball team, the Gamecocks. <laughs> and she said, I cannot be quiet. 
In a season that has been focused on justice and equality, it's challenging that we are addressing the ongoing deficiencies and inequalities in the women's and men's NCAA tournament experiences for the student athletes. But here we are. First, I believe. Um, could you <laughs> enlarge this? Lynn Holtz. Control Plus. Control Plus. I'm on it. Yeah, because I don't want you to read this. I, I could read it. No, you can't. Yes, I can. Can you read it better? Uh, nope. <laughs> it got smaller. Um, uh, but the, right first, here. I believe that Lynn Holtzman and her team have done a tremendous job with the resources they were given. It's not lost that a great deal of preparation and planning went into getting 64 teams to San Antonio. We all need to acknowledge and thank them for their efforts. This issue here looms larger. Let's start with the NCAA March Madness official verified Twitter account. The tagline leaves no room for misinterpretation. The official NCAA March Madness uh, destination for all things Division NCAA men's basketball. Those words mean one thing. March Madness is only about men's basketball. Mm. So off Rippy. I didn't even know that. I didn't even know that they had The official Twitter account says everything you need for NCAA March Madness Division I NCAA men's basketball. Had no mention of women's even though they have an entire tournament. (laughs) Like right next door, right? (laughs) How do we explain to our players? How can an organization that claims to care about all members, institutions, uh, student athlete experiences have a copyrighted term that only represents one gender? Next, the inequities that are circulating on social media. There's no answer that the NCAA executive leadership led by Mark Emmert can give to explain disparities. Nobody named Mark has ever been cool. Yeah. Emmert, too. Mark Emmert? Yeah. That sounds like a WandaVision villain, dude. Yeah, Emmert. I don't... Yeah. Emmert. (laughs) I don't like that sound. Mark Emmert and his team point blank chose to uh, create them, meaning the problems and the disparities. The real issue is not the weights or the swag bags is that they did not think to do <laughs> yeah, did you see that All right, or is that they uh, did not think or do not think that the women players deserve the same amenities as men and yes to answer your question I did see <laughs> did you see the swag bags yeah the swag bags that they get <laughs> the they gave them two towels and a, uh, and a pennant flag and the bulls got sneaks deodorants yo I uh, gotta pull up these swag bags so we can soaps <laughs> So we can see, we can see, look at this, John. The girls got, <laughs> the girls got. <laughs> so the NCAA women's players, they got a little, um, <laughs> a little baby towel that says NCAA women's basketball. They got an umbrella. They got an umbrella. A scrunchie. A scrunchie. A one pair of socks. <laughs> a lotion. A deodorant. <laughs> A toothpaste, a body wash, a face wash, two water bottles, a hat. Mind you, that's a swab. That's a swab. That's, that's some Dollar Tree. That's not even like. Come on, you can't even get Irish Spring out here. What you couldn't get Dove. Why did they do this? Dove sensitive, the white bottle. Yo, you really got the pink swab, John? That's pomegranate. They gave him a face wash and a deodorant. They have two squirt bottles. <laughs> The umbrella and the scrunch we take between. And what is that? That's pads? Nah, that, nah, that's not. They didn't give them NCA official They gave them NCA women's tampons. No, they No, didn't. that's a uh, napkins. <laughs> yeah, the little. Uh, tissues. <laughs> like the tissues you get when you start school. No, that's legit <laughs> tissues. Like. Yo, this is crazy. And then check out the men's swag bag. 
Yo, the pillow. They got pillowcases that say NCAA tournament. The big dance. Yo, listen. The men's swag bag off rip, right? They got a. They got forty different soaps. <laughs> this ball has four soaps. He three, has, de- three different deodorants. Lysol dis- disinfectant wipes for COVID. Yeah. The girls didn't get no. They's playing in the same COVID year. <laughs> no disinfectant wipes. They got a, a two two different deodorants, hair gel, face wash, two different lotions, a, a, a sunscreen, a hand sanitizer, like a spray bottle, John SPF forty. Yeah, they got like Dave said, three different deodorants. Is that gift cards over there on the right? It looks like NCAA gift cards. Yep, they got a signed a uh, book. They got a hat. They got a whole samana. <laughs> <laughs> they got a yo. They got a samana. Look, they got the button that you press the elevator with so you don't have to touch it with your finger. You see that little hook this thing? Right they gave them one of them Jones that people are pushing elevator Is buttons Is this a shoebox right here? It looks like a shoebox. That's a shoebox. I think they got sneaks. They gave them like a nice drawstring bag, a couple headbands, two pairs of socks. It's just why? Like, why Why are they doing this? It's 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 stupid. Let's Get, go back to Don Staley's Jones for a second. Jesus, man. So you were right here. <clears throat> so she she talks about how they didn't get the same swag bag, but it's not about that. It's the fact that you don't even think they deserve that level of equality. Right. What we now know is that the NCAA season, the NCAA's season long messaging about togetherness and equality was about convenience and a soundbite for the moment created after the murder of George Ooh. Floyd. I'm not going to read the rest. She takes. You get the point. But she's she's definitely giving she skating critique. Now, Dawn Staley is one of the biggest coaches in women's college basketball. Wasn't she a player? One of the most decorated. She's one of the most decorated women's players of all time. Mm -hmm. And she's also a highly respected coach. And lately, her teams have been, like, dominating. Yeah, swagged up. So she's one of their big voices. And she just was right at their neck. Mark Emmert, you better duck low. (laughs) Mark Emmert. She was right at you. But she said it. She said they did it. You know, all the all the activism and all that blah blah they be talking. Yeah, it's all for show. Which I think is cool that somebody in her position, at her level, would speak out in such a harsh way. You have to. You have to. When you have that big of a name in, in the sport, and especially in NCA uh, women's, you have to speak out. It is her duty to speak out, and she did it in the correct way. And she did it honestly the way she was supposed to do it. Just be right at them. Don't let nobody get by with this. This is embarrassing. This is sad. You comparing the pictures of a weight room of a, of a bag that with gifts and all that in it. It's like who matters more? The person with six dumbbells and a and a, and a, a baseball glove and all that, and, and then and their in their bag they get two soaps and a and a deodorant, or the person who swagged up with three different soaps, three different deodorants, two different Lysol wipes. They got a, a, a shoe box. They got everything they could ever ask for. A signed book. Samanas. <laughs> Samanas is blanket, by the way, for the white people. But Samanas? And you out here giving... It's embarrassing. They should be embarrassed. And I think the guy Dave responded, if I'm not mistaken. I think the guy... Um, uh, what was his name again? Uh, the the dude uh, Emmert, I think she said. Mm-hmm. He said, "I want to be." Yeah, Mark Emmert did respond. He said, "I want to be very clear. This is not something that should have that should have happened, and it should never happen again. We uh, we should have never conducted a tournament like this, and it will never happen again." 
This is embarrassing, dude. What? That was his only statement. Two two sentences. And then a couple days later, they did have a nice, larger weight room for them. Yeah, but with more stations or whatever. But look at what it takes. It takes an outrage from coaches, from from people in the NBA got involved. I saw yeah, Steph Curry was tweeting about it. Steph Curry, Donovan Mitchell, big names in the NBA ben getting Simmons involved. Ben Simmons said something. Yeah, Ben Simmons says something. <laughs> what he said. He said that it was wrong that they've been that they've been doing this. You know, he was critical of the NCAA when he was a player. Right. Uh, one one year at LSU. So, yeah, a lot of a lot of uh, men's players talked about it. Um, it's just it's just nutty, embarrassing. It's embarrassing. And and he this is what I'm saying. The guy Mark Emmert didn't do his job. He just made the the point to say let's give him this and give him that. And yeah. I and, mean, and it, it, that's at what the end is. of the day, it's definitely some women out there that lift significantly more than men. I've seen some straight diesel mm-hmm. in shape women who love weightlifting. They be in that gym with all the lights and the carpet <laughs> and the, the, the rubber exercise. Exercise. <laughs> machines in the back. <laughs> the things you run on and they be going hard. Shout out to all the women. Shout out to all the machines, too. <laughs> I'm giving shout outs at all, to everything, like Rayquan. Shout out to all the women and the machines in the world. Shout out to all the smoothies that are made. Yeah, all the old earths. We love y'all. But seriously, though, David, it, it's 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 ridiculous, man. And I I, I can't believe that that the, they had to go through that. And then they're still going through it now, man. There's still yeah. it's still an issue in the NCAA. And it, yeah. No, it's, it's, it's wrong. It's super wrong. It's super, you know, um, distressing. Yeah. And I'm super sad about it. Yeah. I'm super straight, though. So <laughs> I just want to I just want to get that clearing out the way. Oh. You know what I mean? Oh, are you? Me? Yeah, I'm super straight. What's but, that? You never heard of it? What's super straight? It's a movement I started. It's like, no, super straight is a new movement, Dave. You know how there's like um, <clears throat> people going around. And when I was saying I'm super depressed, super sad, super this, I didn't even know this was coming up as a topic. You didn't? Nah. Wow. When the, this, this is just a great transition. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Continue, King. <laughs> Continue. Nah, King. Dave, but super straight is a new Sexuality, dude. Are you super straight? Let me, I'm not even gonna tell you what it is. I just want to give me your clear cut answer right now. What are you super straight, Dave? Um, don't read it either. Don't read it off the screen. <laughs> uh, I would me. say, look at me. I would say I'm I'm straight. You straight? Mm-hmm. Ah, well, <laughs> boy, let me tell you something about what I just learned today. Mm-hmm. So, super straight is a new movement that has been trending on all social medias, and uh, it's it's it's. It's recently like transphobic trolls and bigots attempting to make this a sexuality. So before I get into it, I'm going to play the video that started this whole craze off that started everything off. So it was a TikTok video by some some dude. His name was Kyle Royce. And this is the video of him explaining how he is super straight. Yo guys, I made a new sexuality now, actually. It's called super straight, okay? Since straight people or straight men is myself, I get called transphobic because I wouldn't date a trans woman. You know, they're like, would you date a trans woman? I'm like, no, why? That's a female. Uh, No, like, that's not a real woman to me. Like, I want real women. No, you're just transphobic. So now, I'm super straight. I only date 
the opposite gender woman that are born women so you can't say i'm transphobic now because that's just my sexuality you know so this young um no mustache big eyebrows floopy hair so bull. this boy from prince of persia <laughs> created a new sexuality <laughs> yeah this misty eyed bull <laughs> This uh, well, the Flash from the Justice League Snyder Cut. Yeah, this face. this uh, Team Rocket recruit right here. <laughs> this young Ash Ketchum created a new sexuality. So as the video said, um, <clears throat> super straight is basically. He said, it. "Oh, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead come on." No, no, go ahead. Basically, so super straight is basically a person who only dates someone of the opposite sex. Whatever you were biologically born. That's what they. That's who they date. So if they've, you, you uh, a lady, your lady was born biologically a, a woman. I don't want to. I don't want to get things wrong. But if she was born uh, a woman, then that's the only people you would date. You would never date a man who has who was. Uh, um, I don't. How do I say? I don't want to say it wrong. Um, someone who a, was a transgender a, man or is a transgender woman. Someone who was born as a male. And transition into transition a into a woman, right? So you would never date a person who was born as a male and transition into a woman. That is what super straight is. What are you? I'm super straight, baby. But I think this is stupid, though. I I, I truly think this is a dumb movement. I I, I mean, I does I, this resonate with you? What I mean, I super straight. I never really versus regular straight. I never really got into it like that with anybody. Like. I never really got into a, a, a topic. That's what I'm saying. We think it, we are right here now in the cruise control. We're thinking about it. Do you think there's any merit to the this guy's um, stance? And say like, I think it. Nah, I, truly, truly, what I see is is if you were dating a person for a long time, and then they came out to you later that they were. That they were a transgender woman or a trans yeah right a transgender woman. Mm-hmm. Then at that point in your time, you would have to you would have to ask yourself or just a woman or just a woman right. If they came out later that they were a man one time and they trans <laughs> they became a woman. I don't want to. I'm saying it wrong. But if you were dating a woman and you found out that she, she transitioned, at she some transitioned. Point. I why do I keep forgetting the transition word? And she transitioned at some point. I feel like at that point in time, you would have to deal with or say are you gonna forget about all the times that you guys spent together and just be like yeah you lied to me yada yada or are you gonna come out and say nah I love you and this is what we're gonna do I feel like if somebody's holding that back from you then they're a liar and that that doesn't resonate with me I really don't like that if somebody's up front with you from the get go then that's your decision to figure out what you wanna do well yeah I mean I guess when you frame it like what you just said that's more of a preference of well firstly that's your preference you prefer if there was a conversation like that to be had that you would have it sooner rather than later I feel like you shouldn't lie about it if you're gonna but be real with somebody be real people can argue that no one should have to disclose that to you if they transition at some point in their life they shouldn't have to tell you that it's not like a thing that hey let me tell you this um societal deficiency that I have like it, it, they don't owe you that it's like you should just accept me for who I am you know what I mean I get what you're saying I, I do get what so you're saying so even your preference of how you might want to receive information you have to take into account the other person but I get the spirit of what you were saying which is if you make a connection with somebody and you actually hit it off 
and you're dating, then it's like, what do you do when you find if you find out that there was a history that involved transitioning? Exactly. And you have to evaluate it then. Mm-hmm. Um, I think this question of figuring out what your preferences are there's there's some potential for valid conversations to happen on all sides but I'm just laughing at this boy because he said people call me transphobic for liking a certain thing and then he proceeds to create a new sexuality that's literally based on transphobia it's like (laughs) because I don't like women who have transitioned into being a woman I'm making this new thing so it's like your the the actual cause of your new sexuality that you've created in your dumb brain <laughs> is from transphobia, and so um, it's interesting. It's it, interesting to to actually see you know that he don't he don't recognize that there's built in transphobia into what he's saying. And um, just to go a little bit more with the story, so this guy Kyle ended up deleting the video because people sent death threats to his mom, and. Um, he also deleted the uh, his TikTok account, and then he had a he had an interview later on ex- trying to explain himself and talk about it. He said, "I created this because I was sick of being labeled with very negative terms for having a preference in something I can't control, and getting labeled by the community that preaches the acceptance with that sort of stuff. It was never meant to be hateful towards anyone." So basically, again, just to me, he's just reiterating that. He hated that people were giving him a negative label, a, a negative label for something that he says that he can't control, and um, by a community that preaches equality and acceptance. Again, <laughs> they were sending death threats to his mom. Yeah, they're like, "You about to be super dead." Yeah, you're a super puño. <laughs> Your son is a super dweeb. <laughs> And I'm about to give y'all a super assassination. <laughs> that's wild. Why you sent death threats to his mom? I, I think that's mean. Because they wanted to transition out of his life. <laughs> Israel out here. It's, yeah, he's from Israel too. <laughs> Israel out here. <laughs> they, um, but does this does this go? What if somebody? No, uh, I want to say this mom and then spin her. All right, go ahead. <laughs> Dad, what are you talking about? Yeah. <laughs> I do want to say this. This is interesting because I do wonder if I, I and I don't even have an answer. I'm more just like open ended. Is there a validity to someone saying that they do not um, upon finding out about someone transitioning in their past, saying that their attraction changes to that to that person? That's a deep question because. More often than not, I think the assumption, especially from people within the trans community, is probably like, um, the reason that you're saying you don't like me now is because of what you, your preconceived notions about trans people. That it has nothing to do with, like, the actual person. So I think that's, like, the base of it, right, Dev? It's like, you, 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 now that you found out this new info, that's why you don't like me. But it's not because of me, it's because of what I represent. Right to I, you in your brain. I get what you're saying. Right, like yeah. you busted up with somebody, you're dating them, everything is cool, y'all got a good relationship, blah blah blah. Uh-huh. And then the person's like, "Hey, I do want to tell you something. In the past, I was born biologically male. I transitioned into a woman. Blah blah blah. I am a woman now. And then you're like, your perspective changes. You talked about how your perspective might change because 
of that information not being disclosed to you. But then I already told you that you got to be careful with that because, you know, they don't owe it to you to tell you. But but, the, but is a part of it also you being like, now that I know that I'm less attracted to you. And my, is that a valid thing or not? Yeah, I mean, for I it's just the, interesting. the only the only point that I can agree with this guy on is that at the end of the day, people shouldn't be criticized for what you like. It, it, just you like what you like. Oh, let me let me rephrase that, because I don't want people to like if you like little kids, then that's nasty. But if you, you like what you like in sense of if you like women, if you like men, you shouldn't be criticized. If, if if somebody comes up to you and says, hey, this this is what my preference is, that's fine. I feel like whatever your preference is, you shouldn't be criticized no matter what, no matter who you are anywhere. You shouldn't be criticized for a preference. Do I agree with him saying, yeah, like I, I want to make up this this super straight and like now nah, I do. no, you don't have to do that. I think people everybody should just come to equal terms. Like, okay, you like j- strictly females, that's fine. You like men and females, that's fine. You like strictly men, that's fine. I feel like it should be okay whatever you do. But what if your pre- all preference this, all this sexuality talk it doesn't matter who you like. Or and I'm not trying to criticize you because this is a good conversation. Go to ahead, have. go ahead. But what if your preference comes from is born out of ignorance like white people's preference in the 1600s was that black people would work on their fields for them but it was inherently wrong so like yeah white people preferred slaves black people as slaves but there was something inherently wrong about that so could the same argument applied here that even with your so-called preference of only dating women who were born women is it rooted in a wrongness about what womanhood is? You know what I mean? That's kind of what you would have to think about when you're considering this topic. Right. And then that's where the criticism goes. It's not that you have a preference for a certain type of person you see yourself with. It's the fact that the your so-called preference has built into it this idea that those people are other and they kind of exist outside of your kind of narrow understanding of what people's sex and gender is to begin with yeah which is a hard it's, it is hard. It's a hard thing it's to hard consider thing because to consider. we've been programmed hardwired from birth to think about things in the in this black and white you know left right it's like everything is just duality and so anything outside of that is hard to to grasp but it's the questions that you got to like ask yourself you know what i mean yeah and I, I I understand that, and I and I do you know now that you brought it up in that that perspective, I do understand that like you said, like since you were born, it was kind of been one way or the other way. You know what I mean? It's never been, it's never been anything but that. So as your preference, kind of you were saying, kind of construed because of how you were brought up and the things around you and all that. Is that what you? That's that's what the point that you're. And, trying and to then get. think about this. Like, there's another piece to this that I don't think is talked about enough, which is. Uh, perceptions around the person who dates a trans woman or a trans man. Yeah, that is true like, too. That is, is it, true too. What, what What do you think? Let's just let's just be uh, full, fully transparent. Let's be straight up. No pun intended. <laughs> let's be super if straight a, up. If a male who um, identifies as liking women, okay, dates a woman, finds out six months into the relationship that that's a trans woman, they let them know that they're a trans woman. And then that person says, well, I've developed a love for you. I love you. I'm dating you and we're together. We're a couple. Mm-hmm. What would people look at that man and say about him? I don't think it matters what people would look at him and say. I, I'm but not he, saying it matters just, or not, but I'm saying what's the common and what's the common fear that men have where they might reject that? 
because of fear of hearing this about them that they're what they're gay right yeah. oh you like a a trans woman that used to be a man right that's gay yeah but like what what does gay mean if the person who's who's uh saying that they are a woman feels like a woman they they are a woman and then a woman and then this man is dating them he's technically dating a woman right I brought that up I did I didn't I say that earlier though like if you find if if you find that out later on in your life that's your decision of what you want to do and how you want to handle the situation I feel like I feel like at the end of the day it's just a question like what is gay anymore even mean yeah to, to me because it's like how is that gay if you think about what it actually means it's a man dating a woman and if you love that person you know what I mean like you just I, I don't I don't you love that person you love that person <laughs> like to me it's just you spent the whole a whole your whole life with that person and now all of a sudden you know what I mean mm. you know if you I feel like love should overcome all that stuff love should overcome I think, I think the moral of the story is that this bull Kyle what's his name Kyle's uh wreck wreck them um Kyle Kyle Royce Kyle Royce, Kyle Royce yeah is a super dumb <laughs> Yeah, his nutty movement he created to try to create a new sexuality, super straight. Yeah, this he's is nutty. This is a nutty movement, and he's vaguely Asian looking. <laughs> he looks Call like the Prince of Persia. He looks like the Prince of Persia, straight up. <laughs> this is the song who uh, uh, Olivia Rodrigo was talking about. <laughs> it's the driver's license bull. Yeah, he he's he he made this nutty movement. And, and, and he's he's just continuing to be a nut. At least he's off TikTok. I think TikTok should also um, get death threats. The company <laughs> itself. TikTok. I hate it. It's corny. TikTok is trash. <laughs> I wish it went back to the days where it was like, lady. Just spare me with videos in my Facebook feed about yeah. downloading this stupid TikTok. Instead of now, is every dance that you could think of with all hands. No legs. No leg movement. No body movement. I think so. I saw somebody tweet one time like, I look forward to the day that we could dance with our legs again. Because <laughs> every TikTok dance is all arms. Because that's all white people could do is just move their arms. <laughs> oh my gosh. I'm so sick and tired of seeing dance videos, dude. I'm, you know what I'm sick and tired of? I'm sick and tired of these nutty movements, Dave. I'm sick and tired of these people coming up with these movements. Yeah. <laughs> Yes. Continue, King. <laughs> I'm, sick of, <clears throat> I'm sick and tired of being sick and tired. No, I'm sick and tired of these movements, of these protests, of, of all this stuff that that is just stupid and, and comes out and people get a, it gets a following and people actually look at it and, and join in and do it. And you know what? It just got my it just got my my my, my wheels are turning in my brain, and my top five uh, uh brain turning. And I'm thinking, Dave, we should talk about and, and correct me if I'm wrong when I say this: top five funniest slash nuttiest protest movements mm-hmm. ever. Yes, we're doing the top five dumbest protests. Um, ever. This is where we're going to highlight some of the dumb movements that we've heard or read about. Mm-hmm. And there, these are some doozies. <laughs> these are some doozies. So since you lost this week. Uh, oh, you know, first, whoa, 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 Papa. 
you took you you might have taken the biggest L in cruise control history. So So who's going first? You Alright, top five. Now I'm coming in at number five for me. Uh-huh. Um in the top five dumbest protests is um a guy who actually actively protested um the negative portrayal of snakes in movies. <laughs> what? Huh? He protested the negative portrayal of snakes in movies? Yes. Ha, what? Like in Harry Potter? Just in every movie, he just thinks <laughs> snakes not getting enough respect. <laughs> is there info on this? Like, is there, a, is, there, is, there, is there a talking point to this? Yes. So, <clears throat> a Pennsylvania man named Jesse Rothcracker... Mm, that sounds like a snake protesting name. <laughs> he he uh, did a protest to draw light to the fact that in movies, snakes are constantly negatively portrayed as like this scary animal that you should avoid and that you should run away from or that they are associated with like evil spirits or <laughs> or dark energies. So he did a protest where he covered himself in snakes completely. <laughs> For like days and wanted to draw, you know, attention, wanted it to go viral. And he basically feels like, oh, and he opened up a place called the Forgotten Friends Reptile Sanctuary because he wants people to realize that snakes ain't as bad as we think. Thoughts. React. I think I think this is a smart movement. I, I didn't know this has happened. I would sign up in a heartbeat. You feel like snakes don't get enough respect? Like I, I feel, creatures? I feel like why why isn't there like a you know how like in, in Disney movies there's always like a bunny or a deer <clears throat> or like a right, lion. Or like a New Orleans snake. Or like <laughs> <laughs> Right. There's what, was no, the, what was the princess from Princess and the Frog? Uh Anastasia? No. <laughs> Go ahead. Do your number four. Uh, Elise or something like that. <laughs> That Elise? No, what was her name? Uh, um, oh, I remember that, John. Um, Tanya? No. Uh, um, um, uh, Evangeline? No, Evangeline was the star that the. Uh, the joke has long since left the, the train station, dude. <laughs> the train station. Why don't you come up with it then? Well, you were saying how you do you do support this movie? Yeah, because there's always like bad snakes and stuff, man. Like in Harry Potter, it was a bad snake. The basilisk. The huh? That's the, that was the name of the snake. And what? The basilisk in Harry Potter. Oh yeah, the basilisk. Like, <laughs> like what's up with all these ba- basilisks? Hey, like the Harry Potter basilisk, the snake from Princess and a Frog. Mm-hmm. Um, what was the the snake from the Jungle Book? Right? Wasn't he like a menace or something like he that? He was like he he would get into a wheel and spin <laughs> down the jungle. <laughs> That's a good way to travel. Like, it should be good snakes. I agree with this boy. What's his snakes name? Snakes on a plane. That's right. What's that was a horror movie. Why couldn't it be a, lo- a comedy or a, lo- or a love movie? What if the snakes were just chilling in their seat with their seatbelt on? <laughs> Putting their mask on while the... <laughs> right, like... Come on, man. This is ridiculous, man. It, and, and it's gonna it's gonna um head right into my next one because this is just plain stupid. Mm-hmm. Because coming in at number five for me is a protest called Plain Stupid. 
<laughs> so a group of protesters in plain in the plain stupid organization put forward four demands. One, they wanted to end the short haul flights and airport expansions. Two, they wanted to reduce the number of planes flying in the air. Three, they wanted to stop aviation advertising. <laughs> And four, they wanted to transition to sustainable jobs and transport. So in order to uh, reach all their demands, what they started doing was they started uh, having nonviolent protests by occupying airports and forcing airlines worldwide to delay and cancel. So they would just go to an airport, sit up on the run, (laughs) sit up at the at the door gates and not let anybody go through. And the biggest one that happened was in the uh, Aberdeen Airport, where nine people. plain stupid protesters were occupying the airport's tarmac and it affected hundreds of travelers preventing emergency flights from taking off. So people who had medical emergencies and people who needed to get home to their families had to stop because these people (laughs) wanted less planes in the sky. (laughs) Wait, you said nine? Nine protesters. (laughs) Shut down a whole airport. (laughs) Yeah, they really had nine people in this movement. Oh no, we won't go. <laughs> they say y'all keep advertising in the air. Stop! <laughs> Advertise on the ground. <laughs> no, that they didn't want like American Airlines commercials on TV or whatever. <laughs> That's even stupider. <laughs> <laughs> Take your commercials off the TV. That's crazy. These people <clears throat> shut down a whole airport. Because they were mad at airport commercials. Wait for forty minutes. <laughs> That's wild. Just imagine, Dave. You trying to make it back to your family for Christmas, or you trying to make it back to your family for an emergency. Your mom's in the hospital. Somebody just spit on her or something like that. You trying to sock somebody, and you got these nine dummies holding up your flight <laughs> because of the commercials. The thing I don't understand is where did the the plane hate come from? <laughs> like, what about planes got you hot? Tight off of planes. There's too many of them. <laughs> planes st- took my wife. Stinking planes in the sky. <laughs> plane took my wife from me. <laughs> they took our jobs. My wife left me for a plane. Yeah, like, what? Are you mad because they took your job? Like, was you flying people around personally on your back? <laughs> the plane started doing your job for you upstage, dude. You want people to get to everywhere slower? This is the plane. Buses only? Stupid. Shout out to buses. <laughs> Shout out to all buses. Shout out to all buses, taxis, and um, and uh, rickshaws and yachts <laughs> and uh, cruises. Dang, that's crazy. Coming right. in at number five, plain stupid protest. All right, coming in at number four for me. Uh huh. This protest right here is gonna rock your socks, and that was the protest of the removal of the McRib sandwich from McDonald's. <sighs> Why would they do such a thing? The removal of the McRib. Thousands of McRib fans took to the streets when the sandwich was removed from the menu. Me too. McDonald's restaurants were stormed and cars and even an 18-wheeler were overturned. (laughs) Bonfires were set in a mall atrium and heads were shaved by the hundreds. People were shaving their heads for this, yo. For the McRib. At the peak of the riot, a McDonald's official announced that the sandwich would return to the menu and that it was a marketing gimmick. Protesters literally froze in their tracks and one rioter could be heard saying, Oh, (laughs) Then they immediately dispersed With many muttering My bad Sorry (laughs) That's what it took To get rid of the protest Which is to tell them The McRib was coming back Hey at least their protest worked I mean like Look at the (laughs) They got the McRib back 
Yo, they was flipping eighteen wheelers off the McRib, yo. <laughs> yo that's wild. Eighteen wheelers. They were setting bonfires in the mall. Bong bong bong. Imagine you try to go to Auntie Anne's to get your pretzel, <laughs> and it's just a bonfire with with thousands of protesters. Everybody got they ribs exposed. <laughs> Everybody got signs with McRibs on them. <laughs> <laughs> Their ribs exposed. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's my number four. That's wild. For the McRibs, Dave. I'm Not the McRibs. The McRib sandwich. That means it's rib meat. You ever had allegedly? One? You ever had one between two breads? You ever had one? Um, no, I never had a McRib. Me neither. In my life, I never had one either. For, for our cruise controls, if you ever had a McRib, call us, <laughs> text us, email us. Let us know how that joint tastes. Because I would definitely enjoy a McRib. I, nah, I might be too messy. Uh, you know what? I'll go to the next protest. But Dave, anyway, <laughs> I'm going to keep it in that bag. Like, What's going on with this guy? I'm going to keep it in that food bag with you, Dave. And I'm going to go to my next protest, which was titled Food Not Bombs. So people would always say, what is the relationship between food and bomb and war? Like, why are people talking about this? Mm-hmm. Basically, the food, not bombs is a protest for for the military saying that the government spends huge amounts of money on armies, mm-hmm. military equipment and military campaigns True. when they should be spending millions of dollars that could be spent on feeding people and, and poverty and the, and the poor people. Sounds like a pretty good protest to you, right? Mm -hmm. So in order to start this protest, they had to do something. So what did they do? They would recover food that people would throw out and prepare meals with them. Mm -hmm. And then they would... Take people's garbage. They would serve these meals to people. And serve garbage plates. (laughs) Okay. So they had a half a cup of yogurt. A McRib. A McRib. With just the sauce on a McRib. They had salt from a uh, from Wendy C salt fries, <laughs> salt from a slug, and they would go around and serve everybody <laughs> this garbage food. Literally, half eaten brown banana. Um, <laughs> <laughs> this is a protest I'm not showing up to. Y'all be cool eating y'all garbage over there. I hope I hope get everything you want. I hope no more bombs get made after this. <laughs> And it was really to protest bombs. <laughs> hey, yo, eat this garbage so that they can stop making so many bombs. See the connection? Eat this garbage. <laughs> Here, eat these coffee ground sandwiches real quick. <laughs> so that the government can stop making AK 47s. Yo, coffee ground sandwich. They really had anything. They were scraping the black gum off the street. <laughs> He just they had only the uh, crust from uh, kids on peanut butter and jelly. Yo, that's wild. They had the skin off of a, of a fried chicken. A uh, rotisserie chicken, bro? <laughs> oh, you eat the fried chicken skin? Uh, if it's fried, yeah. I mean, that crunchiness. That's the first bite, dum-dum. <laughs> but sometimes on a rotisserie, I'll take the skin off. Oh, yeah? You disrespect the chi- the skin of a chicken like that? I just like want to get right to the, ch- to the meat. So they they, they might have had on a rotisserie the food not bombs might have had, had some on my skin might have <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to throw they might have ate my skin all right go go with your number three off that note dude that's my number four food not bombs protest skin off my meat <laughs> circumcision <laughs> let's talk about little boobies <laughs> coming in at number three for me small breast movement. <laughs> 
Say like, no, coming in at number At three the for me. Small press <laughs> that's, I don't know if that's the name. Coming in at number three for me is the Charles Manson riots. Mm, I agree with them. It's like no, music I'm fans protested that. the jailing of Charles Manson because he, to quote them, had some more good tunes in him. <laughs> it's a fact, Dev, that Charles Manson was a singer songwriter who tried to sell his songs to the Beach Boys. When he was convicted of conspiracy to commit murder okay. and multiple counts of murder, some music fans were bummed out because they felt that he had just hit his songwriting stride before acid and horrific murder distracted him. <laughs> Ted Reynolds, an employee at Coconut's record store, said, how do we know he didn't have a good vibrations in him? Now we'll never know because of that other legal junk. Someday they're going to invent the cassette tape and those future mixtapes will suffer from this short-sighted legal decision. This is a real, a true thing, Dad. <laughs> People really rioted that Charles Manson was. I was right there with arrested. Him. I said, "Yo," because they felt his music was about to pop off. I said, "Yo, play backwards." <laughs> Apparently, he wrote this song called "Throat Baby," and he didn't get to finish it. <laughs> and then Dub Baby found it, yeah, finished it, and it became a worldwide hit. That's crazy. That could have been Charles Manson if they just didn't tie him up, That's... jam him up with this legal junk about murders or that whatnot. makes me so upset. Dude, he could have been. He could have been created. Um, what you call it? Driver's license. He, he was. He was credited uh, on Thriller. On up too. Remember that? He and uh, uh, all the way up. He wrote that. <laughs> I can't believe it, man. He's a genius. He wrote "Can You See My Childhood" for Michael Jackson. Have you seen my childhood? <laughs> Have you seen my child? Yo, we playing that at the end of the podcast. I knew you was going to say that. That's my number three. Have you seen my child? Small breast movement. All right, Dave. <clears throat> all right, all right, all right. Coming in at number three for me. This one, this one, this one is, is a little bit on, on the... On the bizarre side, but there was a performance performers protest for sharks finning. Uh-huh. So, Dave, if you don't know what sharks finning is, basically, no sharks finning is when somebody um, removes a shark's fin mm-hmm. and uses it like in a soup. So, there's different type of soups that you can make that is uh, particular with sharks fin. Uh-huh. So, you cut the shark's fin off and then you put it in your soup. But what happens is when they do that, they put the shark back in the water. The shark is handicapped and now they end up passing away because of this, because of what the, the shark's finning. Uh-huh. So, Alice Newstead decided to pierce her own skin with fishing hooks and hang herself up by hooks in a shopping mall. The new the new step protests um, took place in San Francisco and attracted hundreds of people as well as national media attention. And during this demonstration, she allowed herself to be hung by the same hooks in the gruesome sharks finning process that she had performed her stunt. So if people haven't seen this or people people haven't uh, haven't heard about it, the lady uh, Newstead basically. She dresses up like a shark. She paints her body blue. She has shark's fin uh, like gloves on. She has a, a tail with the shark's fin. And she's put the shark, the hooks through her skin and is hanging herself up like in the middle of a grocery store. Mm-hmm. Just so people will stop taking the fins off of sharks. That is 
crazy. I know that's not like funny. It's just bizarre to me. And if you look at these pictures, mm-hmm. this lady is literally hanging. She brought like her own um, um, ladder in, <laughs> like her own contraption in, and is just hanging herself by her own shoulder skin. She would play that song while she was performing these stunts. Shout out to LL Cool J, Deepest Bluest. My hand is like a shark's fin. Wow. From the movie Deep Blue Sea. This is wild. Just imagine going to the grocery store. You're going to go pick up some bananas that you could throw out for the Food Not Bombs movement. And you're going to go pick up some other coffee grounds and all that. And this young lady is right next to the uh, breads. <laughs> Hanging herself up by her shoulders. You want wheat or rye? <laughs> She passing you the breads. <laughs> Shouts out the <to> breads. <laughs> like that's why to me that's why I know like we've been talking about some funny ones and this one is a it's just just bizarre. I just cannot believe what I'm seeing. You have to look at these pictures, y'all. It it, it is a little bit disturbing. So I mean, if you don't got a good stomach, then don't look at them. But there, she's piercing her back skin. Shouts out the sharks and hanging there for hours. Oh. My head is like a shark. Yeah. Shouts out. Uh, what's her name? Newstead? What's her name? Uh, Alice Newstead? <laughs> Alice Newstead. Alice Newstead? <laughs> Alice Newstead. You, Get that me was out of this building. One crazy protest, and that's mine for number three, Dave. The, the shark's finning protest. All right, bad. Coming in at number two for me mm-hmm. is a movement that needs no explanation, but I will explain it. Please. The Million Baby Crawl. I was a part of this. So you remember the Million Man March? Yeah. And then all the other subsequent marches, like the Million Woman March and the Million... Um, billion. Other people's marches. <laughs> well, finally, babies got involved. That's what they had. A, they, had a, they had something they needed to say. They had to. So the Million Babies Crawl is a uh, campaign... That uh, was was put together by Seventh Generation, which is like I don't know if you ever seen that brand and like the baby aisles. They make like wipes and other things for babies. No, I don't like babies, so I really don't go to that section. So they wanted to basically protest um, toxic chemicals being used for <clears throat> like in products and stuff like that. That right. toxins that were harmful to babies. Okay. So they organized a campaign called the Million Baby Crawl. Where babies will crawl in protest of toxic chemicals being used. Oh, uh, and the babies knew what they were doing, right? Like they knew they were part of a protest? Right. Interesting. The objectives of the... And I got it right here. I got like their objectives and their mission and all that. Okay. Their goal was to raise consumer awareness of this important issue. Enlist an impressive number of supporters. Babies. <laughs> <laughs> How many babies Help influence did they the passage of the legislation. So they wanted to change laws around this, Dev. They were they were trendsetters, groundbreakers. And then introduced Seventh Generation as a partner in protecting what matters most to each of us, the safety and wellness of our families. Of course, they had to get a little shine. Yeah, a little shine to rapper. The campaign concept. 
Babies are starting a movement demanding much needed reform in the regulation of toxic chemicals. They're fed up with the lack of attention to this issue that impacts their health and safety. And they've had enough and they're mobilizing Wait. on their needs. <laughs> Wait, the the a lawyer for the babies wrote this? The the yeah, the campaign manager for the babies wrote this on behalf of the babies and said the babies are fed up. So he had a bunch of babies in a room sitting in ten, ten big chairs. Yes. And he was like, Baby, uh little white baby, what do you think? And, the and this, they said, like, click here if you want to if you want to find opportunities to join the crawl. Um, <laughs> uh, objectives are to cap- capture people's attention with entertaining experience, educate them about the need for toxic chemical reform. I'm educated. Engage them in the movement, listen to spread the word and mobilize others. So, like, you know. Each one crawl one, teach one. <laughs> oh, each one teach one. Each one teach one how to crawl one. <laughs> I like it. I like it. It gets greater later. Google gag it. <laughs> right? All that. All that. I can't believe that this is a thing. Like all that good stuff. I just, I just. The can't million imagine. baby crawl, Dad. I can't imagine a spokesperson speaking on behalf of all babies ever. <laughs> what time would you do the uh, the crawl? Because you got to be account for nap time. Right, so it gotta be nap time is what eleven or twelve? No, twelve is lunchtime. One. Nap time is one. After right after lunch. One to three. So you, but you can't skip lunch. So you can't. Do they it need from, the energy to crawl. You can't do it from twelve to three. Yeah. But you got all, all my parents call in and tell me what's the best time? <laughs> what's the optimal crawl time for a baby? I'm thinking that you can't eat. You you got to do it after breakfast, but they not at right after because of the. The, the food in their stomach gonna come They up. gotta get burped. They gotta get burped, exactly. So right. it gotta be specifically like, I'm gonna go like... like 1043. 1043. Yeah, that's exactly. Or 5 a.m. <laughs> right, one of those two, when babies are at their peak performance. You know what I mean? Let's go. I'm with it. The Billion Baby March. Sign me up. This might be the dumbest thing <laughs> I've ever heard. Scroll to the top. <laughs> Crawl for change. Yo, a million baby march? Come on, people. They got a, a spokesperson for a baby, Dave? You already know. Baby wanna hug. <laughs> they got that big baby from uh, Baby Geniuses. Baby Geniuses. <laughs> <laughs> All right, dude. This one right here, when I saw... This one is, again, my number two. You got to look up the pictures, guys. You Please. I, and all, everything I love, you I when I, I not lie to you, when I'm going to explain these pictures and explain this movement. So coming in at number two for me, it's the farmers take over Brussels. So in 2009, more than 2,500 farmers gathered in Brussels, Belgium to protest the unreasonable quotas and the falling prices of milk. Mm-hmm. Yes, before I continue, you heard that right. 2,500 farmers gathered together because of milk. They responded by driving their trucks and tractors into the city and blocking traffic everywhere. Not And, and, and get this. They had a crowd which was full of not only human people, but cows and other farm animals. So... All the old McDonald farm people, they was on there mm-hmm. with a moo moo here and a quack quack there and a bark bark here. All them animals were there. And yo, they were wrecking havoc on this city. When I'm talking about, re- please look up the pictures or if you if not, um, everybody uh, um, listen to the Watch the Throne album. Go to the No Church in the Wild song and watch the music video. That was basically that throwing Molotovs and stuff, but with milk. 
These people were burning hay. They were burning tires. They were launching eggs at police officers. And not only at police officers, Dave, but just regular people walking down the street. Just imagine you going to work. It's like throwing egg at you because of some milk. Somebody gonna have to rumble me, man. The milk yeah, is can't get egg. The oh, milk is high. <laughs> douche, douche, douche. Just mad eggage, Dave. And y'all, look. I told Dave I was when I was reading this uh this little article. I was like, look, Dave. There's no way that they're are they literally taking like milk cannons and spraying them? Yes, mm-hmm. yes. Uh, guys, I lie to you not and look up these pictures. There's a dude who's on one knee. He has his cow next to him. <laughs> There is a police officer with a riot shield. He is aiming the cow's udder at the police officer <laughs> and shooting milk at the police officer's shield. This is not a lie. David can see the picture I'm right in front of it. me. Yeah, that's ridiculous. This boy got mad aim. <laughs> this boy right in the eye with some udder milk. It's utterific. It's utter madness out there. <laughs> Fuck the police. <laughs> <laughs> He right at that police officer. Take some of this with your donuts. Pig. Pig. They was shooting milk and throwing eggs at people. This was a breakfast extravaganza, too. I would have brought many cereal bowls and many fryers to this job. I would have took a big bowl of honey nut cereals over there. I would have bought a frying pan and throw an egg at me, catch that job. <laughs> Breakfast. This was wild, y'all. I please, please, please look up the pictures to this. It is called the Farmers uh, uh, Takeover of Brussels. And it was a riot in 2009 because of falling prices of milk. Wasting all that resource, like milk and eggs. <laughs> what point are you making when you wasting the product? <laughs> Oh my God! And then, and then, Dave. If that wasn't funny enough, they they still weren't getting heard. They still weren't getting. They were so upset that what they ended up doing is that the farmers dumped liters, millions and millions and millions of liters of milk into their fields mm. as another protest. So instead of holding up traffic, they just started dumping. They would milk the cows and just dump it on the floor. <laughs> no bucket underneath the udders, just milk going everywhere, dude. It was like an unmanned fire hose out there, man. <laughs> Dump coming in at number two, the farmers take over Brussels, the protests against falling milk prices. I cannot believe the pictures that I've seen out of this. It's one of the funniest things ever. That's my number two, Dave. And that's we separated right there, by the way. <laughs> All right, coming in at number one for me in the top five uh, dumbest protests ever is the uh, Lobster Sanctuary. The what? Lobster Sanctuary. People the- for the Ethical Treatment of Animals, a.k.a. PETA. We all know PETA very well. Yeah, that's my homie. They want to... <laughs> Peter Griffin. <laughs> we uh, Peter wanted to buy a retired jail in Maine for two hundred thousand dollars to set up a lobster empathy center, a place where the plight of scrumptious seafood can be likened to a heavy-handed and inaccurate metaphor. <laughs> scrumptious. 
I feel like you wrote this article. Peter's rationale was no building would be more appropriate than a jail to set up as an interactive display about how these intriguing animals suffer. So, all right, hold on. So basically, Peter, Peter wanted to save lobsters. lobsters because lobsters are being treated unfairly. They're being eaten unfairly. How do you eat a, unf- a lobster and unfairly? They they're, they have no rights taken into account when their tails are cracked open and enjoyed. <laughs> they just feel like lobsters don't get enough attention and enough respect and enough care. That lobsters have feelings too. God, they kinda- so they wanted to buy a jail and convert it to a lobster sanctuary. <laughs> Seriously, what what could be like more pointless than this? Lo- I mean, look. There's a lot of famous lobsters out there. Larry, the lobster from from uh, uh, SpongeBob. Red, lobster. Red lobster from the restaurant. Um, rock, rock lobster from the song. That, look at three major lobsters off rip. Mm-hmm. Now just imagine if we didn't have those three, where would we be right now? It would be a much darker place. Exactly. So they were probably saved that the sanctuary grew up to be much more than what they are today. I just I think I put this one at number one because it's to f- me there's nothing more dumb than a lobster. <laughs> like when you look at a lobster, like they just look like they don't got no brain. I actually I don't I think they might not have a brain. That's mean. I think every animal. I'm no has animal a brain. animologist or whatever, but anatologist. I'm not an anatologist, <laughs> but <laughs> just made that term up. That's tough. I'm not no anatologist, but. Lobsters look dumb. Like, why would you want to save them? What they don't have no emotions or nothing. Like, yeah. Does somebody from Peter look at a lobster and be like, "Oh, this one wanted to be an artist." Yeah. We need to save this. This is crazy. Like, this, lobsters just look like you should just eat them. This one wanted to be a bodybuilder. <laughs> this one wanted to go to the NCAA women's tournament. <laughs> get a get a soap. <laughs> get one hand. Now soap. they don't have that chance because they're about to get <laughs> deliciously eaten. Yeah. I mean. I'm not a big and like fan. is lobster treatment inhumane? Well, I know they do be dipping like live lobsters in some boiling water. What do you think? That's the only. But they way don't scream or nothing. They don't even make a face like. <laughs> <laughs> like if a lobster made a face, I would feel more sad. Yo, so yeah. if a lobster has sad eyes. <laughs> if a lobster said that, let's make him a sanctuary. But they don't say nothing. They just get cooked. <laughs> I think there's nothing more demeaning though than when you go to one of those seafood restaurants and you pick the one you want to eat from the fish tank. Yeah, that's tough. Cause lobsters are dumb. Now if I drop one in the water and it goes, yikes! Then I'd be like, oh, take them out. Put them in the NCAA tournament. But that's my number one, man. The lobster uh, empathy center. I like that one, Dave. Uh, I I do think though my number one is gonna um. It's, it's too hard for you. I think it's going to uh, blow yours out the water, mm-hmm. if I do say so myself. And I think I think I got a stiff one for you, Dave. So, the University of Wisconsin-Madison students organized a bonafide fide penis arts fest. <laughs> so, I'm, in, I'm listening. At the University of, of Wisconsin-Madison, the student group called Cox Not Glocks... Mm. <laughs> Wonder what they're about. Protested young Americans for freedom um, with host Katie uh, Palvish to speak on the Second Amendment with the bona fide penis arts. Mm-hmm. So the protest entailed signs of dick art that had zero. <laughs> <laughs> 
literary, artistic, political, educational, or scientific value. Participants were also encouraged to tie a dildo to the back of their backpacks. This Facebook event page included a picture of protesters holding a time to be hard on gun control or gun culture sign with penis drawings that read, bring your favorite art supplies. We will provide you with a giant roll of craft paper and megaphone. Make a crappy dick art with us. Write a dumb dick poem. <laughs> Give us bad anatomy lessons. <laughs> Facts about sexuality and sexual assault don't matter to Katie or Yaf. So don't. So they don't matter to us either. Get up and protest your work and we'll give you a free new protest dildo, dildo with a good vibration. <laughs> Dave, so listen, basically, in order to protest gun control, penises. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, right. it, it clicks. Cocks, not glocks. Right. Bong, bong, bong. <laughs> bong, bong, have a nice dream. That's what I say when I use mine. When you use your what? Hmm. <laughs> Darren lies the question. <laughs> yes, I learn something right? new about you every day. Right? I learn something new. Prepare to get wrecked. <laughs> <laughs> no, that was definitely dumb. So they, so in order to to, to the uh, boner fight art fest. <laughs> really? Clever name. Yeah, it was funny. That's yeah. a funny uh, name for it. Put a dildo in your backpack. <laughs> And it vibrated too. Right. And you make uh you could make a dick poem. All these rubbers? Yeah. <laughs> I got rubbers all around me. I just feel like the man. <laughs> I just I mean, penis drawings, Dave, you name it, they had it. Anything penis, they right. had it here, dude. And I, I the first thing that comes to mind when I think gun control is my gat. My slong. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Right. My long slong. My strap. <laughs> <laughs> That's my number one, dude. The boner fight. Hey, you crazy for that. Penis Arts Fest. <laughs> yeah. Go ahead, King. <laughs> yeah, King. You crazy for that. That's crazy. <laughs> and right, that out, man? is episode 30. Yo, dang, dang. We out. What what do you gotta get to today? My other pods. What's what you going to next? You owe our listeners that much. Uh the boner five pod. <laughs> what y'all talk about on there? Boners. <laughs> All different types, sizes, the different progressions of it. Alright, y'all can follow me on Instagram. My name is Dev Foo. You can follow my boner five brother over here, Dave Cruz267. Yeah. Or follow you follow me on at Pipe Cleaner267. <laughs> Or you can follow us on our Cruise Control Podcast Instagram, Cruise underscore Control Pod. If you don't have an Instagram, follow us on Facebook. I'm Dev Cruise. Somebody's going to vote That's for you Dev this Cruise. week and be like, uh, Devs are more realistic or something stupid like that. What? No, I think people are going to vote for me because, you know what I'm saying? I, I actually talked about realistic things, you know what I'm saying? Like gun control and shark's fins. Uh, Dev gets my vote this week because I never had the McRib. <laughs> What are we ending it on, Dave? What's the song again that you wanted? You already know. Childhood. Childhood by Michael Jackson? Take Me Out. I don't think that was a good... I don't think that's a good uh, song, though, but... It's a great song. You're right. It's not good. It's great. <laughs> All right. Let's... Let's get it going. Have you seen my childhood? <laughs> I'm searching for the world that I come from.
That's that. They playing that at the beginning of the Million Baby Crawl. <laughs> Run that back. Have you seen my childhood? I'm searching for the world I come from. Cause I've been looking around. Oh my god. And lost and found of my heart. Turn your radios up to level 10, let's go! No one understands. 